congratulations. This is Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. I am the host of this podcast, Congratulations, where I hype up my friends and hype you up and congratulate you and myself on the things we have accomplished in the past week and in our lives. Very exciting. Well, this week is week three of the um, 30-day challenge. I challenge you, my confidants, and myself to complete one thing you want to do this month um and i will check in with you okay i'm holding you accountable all right i will be asking every single one of you if you did it all right so my goal is to put up curtains um and uh gotta say have not yet done it but i have one more week and i'm very hopeful it's gonna happen i have been doing other things though uh home improvement okay so look i'm trying to keep three plants alive one of them is pretty dead and it's hard it's hard okay to bring curtains into this world um (laughs) But I have faith in myself and you, so uh, I wanna I wanna see, hear how you're doing. You can let me know at our Discord chat. Um, you can also message me on my OnlyFans, but as I have mentioned before, it has become a little bit unwieldy. Um, but I guess let's let's see if the confidants can take back the OnlyFans because it has been somehow uh, promoted to non comedian followers of mine and I get a lot of weird messages um that being said if you are a confidant let me know that you're on OnlyFans and I will put you into my confidant list which hopefully should prioritize seeing your messages um and that's just OnlyFans.com slash Teresa Lee uh I post pretty much a curated um accumulation of everything I post on social media some of my favorite jokes photos you know TikToks uh and then behind paywalls I'm making exclusive video content that is only on OnlyFans and when I say that I mean like I'm like sitting down writing a script and producing it so I hope you enjoy it because I put time into it um some videos I am excited about putting out um because I watched the Tomorrow War which sorry if you liked it was so weird and very bad logic but it is the kind of weird that I'm gonna enjoy talking about so I want to do a video about that and I have some a new tarot reading up for the month and that one's free as well as a, a set of two poems in my emotional glory hole series where I just read some bad poetry that I wrote uh and it's behind a paywall always because I will not subject the main to that but if you like it <laughs> I want to know that you actually want to read it before I make you read it speaking of the past this day in history July 21st 1969 Neil Armstrong became the first person to step on the moon okay at 256 a.m. GMT. I don't know why I included the time, but it was there. Information is important. Arm yourself with information. So congratulations, I guess, to the ghost of Neil Armstrong. Is he dead? (laughs) Actually, don't know. Oh my god. I'm gonna live Google this just so you can hear how dumb I am. Is Neil Armstrong dead? Okay, good. I mean, not good. Sorry. R.I.P. Rest in peace. But uh, he died in 2012. Okay, because I was gonna say he would be very old, but it's possible. You know what I mean? Anyways, um, all right. I'm gonna make this intro short because I talked really long the last two, um, and just keep it w- uh, short with this one little diary entry. Okay, from 11 fucking years ago. Sorry for swearing, but this was July 22nd, 2010. I wrote this in 2010. When I was in college, when I was questioning, okay, I had not fully come out yet, and I just like looking at this uh, entry, because I sometimes for this segment, I'll go back and see if there's anything good on this day in my journals, and this one stood out to me, so here we go, I'm going to read it. July 22nd, 2010. 
I met a pretty DJ today. Well, we didn't officially meet. I wanted to get her number, but chickened out. I think she saw me looking at her, though. So effortless in her white t-shirt, jeans, headphones, Asian long hair, don't care, and just spinning house like there's no tomorrow. She had her groupies behind her. None of them looked over 18, all equally skinny, blonde, and beautiful. By the way, at this time, I was also very young. Okay, I'm not, sorry, that's a little sidebar. I'm not, like, hitting on underage girls. Okay, I was also a teen, teen. Okay. Um, all equally skinny, blonde, and beautiful, like backstage at Fashion Week, DJ effortless. And then I drew a picture of her spinning, and I said, I'm not sure what this means or if it's anything at all. Love, Teresa. Okay, obviously, a few comments here. Uh, I have evolved my beauty standards, okay? Back then, I was very much obsessed with models and skinny, thick, thick, thick skin. Wow. Thick skin, too, but, uh... (laughs) Stick thin. Wow, stick thin and thick skin. That's interesting. Anyways, um, obviously, not obviously, because some people do still only appreciate one standard, but I would like to think in 2021 we've evolved, and so have I. So, um, But I will be totally honest. Back then, I thought the standard of beauty was what Fashion Week showed me, which is very tall, skinny, blonde, beautiful. Now I um, just, you know, like short people too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, any size, any hair color, and any, you know, anybody can be beautiful. Um, but specifically, I mean, I mean, I say I'm dating, I'm dating a man with a mustache. So, you know, my beauty standards have <laughs> changed for sure because he is neither a blonde nor a DJ. Actually, he is a DJ. All right. Anyways, time to introduce the episode. All right, um, my boyfriend's on a DJ. He DJs for fun, but not that I'm DJ shaming. All right, I'm digging a hole. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, I just want to make a quick note before we get into it. This is episode, uh, this is the third episode of part four with Michael Swaim, okay? And we talk about a lot of stuff, okay? This was recorded in May. It wasn't that long ago, but I just got my second vaccine when I recorded this, um and I also had just done I was about to do a show for Snapchat like a corporate show and since then I have actually written on a scripted show for Snapchat and I'm fully vaccinated and haven't gotten COVID so pretty cool pretty cool um I hope the rest of you are able to also track your progress on your own this podcast was really meant as a way to just like show you and me and my friends that even when we feel stagnant, things are always happening and there's always something to look forward to. So I hope you look forward to something and uh, enjoy this episode. All right. Oh, wow. You joined early and then I clicked on it. Hold on. Let me, um, I need to turn on my speaker while I could actually, I don't have to hold you on. You can talk. I can, well, it's just, hold on. It won't record until I have I a thing right at one fifteen today. So I figured I'd Ooh. join a couple of minutes early. Oh, perfect. Love a punctual I love a punctual start. Um, well, congrats, Michael. How are you? I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, okay. How well, are you? I'm, congrats. I'm... <laughs> this is probably the nadir of my appearance on Congrats Spot. I've been dealing with a bunch of, with an ongoing medical issue that I don't know what it is, but oh. I'm going into the doctor again today. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, my my eyes swelled up, and then I took care of that, but now I, the rash is just migrating all over my body. It's, it's unpleasant stuff, Teresa. Oh my and gosh! And I rebuff what? your congratulations. I Don't hope you are okay. I mean, this is kind of like I last week I canceled because I was feeling bad. So I, um, 
Since maybe, maybe uh, uh, I'm sorry that you felt you couldn't um, take the day off. Oh, I hope I hope you know you can. But uh, yeah, well, I hope you get. I hope you figure it out. I mean, it's. Yeah. It sounds. It sounds. Oh wait, good. did I? I broke the, the no, format. No, no, it's okay. Though, right? It's good it's news okay. only. Good news I only, but you one. know, it's not. It's um, you know, you the fact that you're going to the doctor today, you know, that means you can. That's you're on true. their way to figuring it out. That's good, and you know. I have the safety net I need to allow for take that time to navigate the labyrinthine healthcare system that sucks in this country. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. But something real good did happen, which is uh, the other day, my dog started choking what? on a piece of his bone, and I gave him the Heimlich maneuver and saved his life. Oh, that is good. I'm, at first, you're like, something good happened. My dog started choking. I was like, where is this going? Um, that's awesome. Have you ever taken training for that or you just knew how to do that? I have taken CPR and Heimlich training for humans, <laughs> but I just, I just grabbed him and, you know, wow. went like get applied pressure to roughly the same anatomical area and it worked. So like he caught out a up. bone and everything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's a maniac. You're a he hero. rocks. He's pine cones. It's a big problem. I gotta learn the. In fact, Heimlich for the when dogs. we take him on walks, he has like a sensor's mask. He has like a mesh oh. wire hood on, so he won't eat stuff <laughs> off the street. Aww. And people always think it's about coronavirus. That's so funny. And I'm sick of explaining. <laughs> no, it's just because he'll eat shit off the street. That's adorable. And also, yeah, I'm glad that. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll grow out of that phase. I saw a TikTok. It's weird because I've never really until you and this TikTok which I saw this week, um, not, never thought about learning the Heimlich for my dog. But literally this week I saw a Heim, uh, TikTok about a guy who, he was like recording his dogs. He had two dogs and then one started choking. So it was like caught on camera. He put the camera down, but like gave them Heimlich. He's like, that was so crazy. And then the dog survived obviously. But um, now I'm like, is this a sign I need to learn? Like, it's like, that's two, the p rule of threes, that's two now. It's been mentioned. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah, maybe I would. It can't hurt to know dog Heimlich. I, I last time I took CPR was like when I was a YMCA camp counselor after high school and you have to learn it, but I don't really remember much. <laughs> Do you ever drag anyone in from like drowning or anything? No, I, you know, I'd like to think it's because yeah. I was so good at watching the kids that they never even had to get to that level. You mm. know, I was, you know, I didn't have to save anybody. <laughs> Thank you. Flawless record. Fla yeah. Flawless record. Um, I don't have too much either. Cause last week I kind of took a respite for when I was feeling down, but, um, I did cause it kind of came off of my second vaccine. And then I think I also just pushed myself and then just got sick, but mm -hmm. that is a long way to say I got my second vaccine. So that's Oh, congrats. Thank yeah. You. I'm getting mine tomorrow at 9am. Ooh. It's how, let me ask you this. How long between the second dose and feeling sick was that? Because I'm trying to squeeze in a shoot tomorrow oh, right after I get the shot. Oh. And is that going to be possible? Uh, how long is your shoot? Hour and a half. Uh, everyone's so different. It's hard to tell. Well, like, so the first one didn't affect me that much. I was just kind of, like, sore my arm. The second one did mm -hmm. kind of knock Thanks. me out. But then I think I tried to do the same where I tried to push and do things. Like, I was like, I could do a recording. I, can, I had something I had to edit. But then I think my mental space was just tired because of that. So that's why I think I then, I think I then caught a cold. Like, like I was, 
it wouldn't have been that bad. But then the next, like the Sunday and Monday after, I was like a lot worse. So, but I, I don't know anyone who hasn't had something. Yeah, so I'm I would. I would clear the day. Not be reliable that day. Yeah, I would honestly clear the day just for your mental, mental, uh, not having to feel like you're canceling. Yeah, I uh, I started writing my stand-up set that I'm going to do for my birthday to celebrate coming out of quarantine. Oh my god, that's, that's so exciting. It's been like four years, so I'm excited about that. I feel like when I first met, like early on, we did a did we did that show in like uh, was that the gas lamp or something like that or somewhere? No, I just oh, remember yeah. driving, driving no, somewhere, uh, and what, Alex what's got a Schmidt got a flat tire. Or I know the one you mean though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was wait, but you've done stand up since then. That was more. But than I haven't kept it up. Okay. Huh? That was more. I was like, that was more than four years ago, right? That one was, yeah. But the last time I did stand-up was about four years ago, which is it's crazy. It was crazy to me to realize when I was first going to college, the unit four years seemed so long, like it would be the rest <laughs> of my life. And now I can knock out four years, like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it does fly by, yeah. Stylish. Yeah. It's weird because well, I feel the same with stand-up starting. Like, people used to say in New York, like, oh, don't even think about, like, getting good till seven years, which is kind of a shitty thing to say. I understand yeah, why they mean sure. it now, but, like, you don't want to feel – like, you want to know what the next rung is so you can at least work towards something instead of just, like, wallow for seven years. But now that I'm, like, eight years in the stand-up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, it does click a little bit better when you stop thinking about it, but to tell that to somebody is like, that seems like a long time. Yeah, yeah, especially that, well, I think it depends because frequency of stand-up varies so wildly. There's people who write a new hour for themselves every year and tour constantly, and there's people who, so I feel like you got to do it by number of shows, not by how many years you've been in the game, right? Because I technically do stand-up in the barest possible sense, which is like I did stand-up a handful of times, 12 years ago, then 10 years ago, then eight years ago, then four years ago. And now I'm going to do stand up for my birthday, one 15 minute set. Then I probably won't do stand up again for six years. So am I really a stand up comedian? No. You're a comedian. I'm someone who enjoys doing an open mic now and then, you know. Well, happy, happy early birthday. But I would say you are a performer and a comedian Thank and you. a writer, which you can describe yourself however you want. Stand ups get weirdly possessive, and I don't care about that at all. But I would say it's like how I sometimes do sketch, but I wouldn't be like, oh, don't watch me. You know, it's like you, you're doing stand-up. You're, you wrote it, you performed. It's just not your only thing you do. So Yeah, I, that, but I yeah. do, I totally get what you mean, and I admire, because there's stand-ups who are like, they consider it like people who do Broadway theater or like Shakespeare in the park, and they're like, <laughs> this is all I do. All I do is stand-up. I really care about the craft of stand-up. I am a stand-up. But, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not that person for sure. But I'm those stand-ups like, also like to, to someone to, who's toured a thousand <laughs> times, you know. To play devil's advocate, oh yeah, half the open micers who call themselves stand-ups are also not touring. But um, to play devil's advocate, <laughs> I would also say like even successful touring stand-ups might suddenly be like, oh, I want to go make a movie, right? And then they write a feature, and then they don't mm -hmm. they don't expect filmmakers to be like, mm, are you not a director until you you know directed a short every year and like self finance your indie film they don't say that they're just like yeah so they also use um you know their goodwill from one 
like segment of the industry to get into another. And I think that's fine. But I feel like the reason maybe standups feel more possessive is because the barrier to entry is like anyone can get on stage. But they're not talking about you, Swain, because you also got through things that needed barriers like writing and, you know, doing sketch and being an internet personality. So I would say you're in the clear of feeling insecure about doing stand-up, but I know where that comes from. Cause well, you wouldn't be a real comedian if you didn't feel super insecure about it, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Um, oh, well, that, this actually leads me, I only have one more thing to share, and I, I know you are, um, it seems like you are oppressed, so I'll share this. That has to do with what we just said. But sure. I, because uh, I usually don't talk about like corporate stuff I do, mostly because I wasn't doing them really before pandemic. But I did that mm -hmm. headlining show on like the digital one on Zoom um, early April. And then an executive from Snap, I guess Snapchat now, but Snap, no, Snapchat before, but now Snap. Now it's just Snap? Yeah. I didn't know that. I okay, didn't, I yeah. guess so. It's like Fine. when I say Snap, I'm like, nobody knows what I mean, but Snapchat, but they're called Snap. Yeah. Um, came and then messaged me about doing a show for like their office, which my first instinct was like, oh, this is cool. But also I was like, well, you know, they obviously should pay for it and do the corporate fee, but I didn't have experience yeah. with that. So I didn't know he had reached out to my, <laughs> I don't want to put him on the spot because I, th I think he just didn't know how to do this. So I don't think it will matter by the time this comes out, but he had mm -hmm. messaged my college uh, rep, but then messaged me, I think when he got a quote, and I didn't know that. But I, in a weird moment, like was like, I think I want to value myself because it's corporate. And I just like, kind of try to value myself based on what I could surmise from, you know, based on what I've done for colleges and things. And then I gave him my quote and then my agent reached out and it was exactly the same. And it ha wasn't something we ever discussed. So that made me feel really excited to be like, I think I'm like starting to actually know how to, I don't know, just be in tune with what I'm worth, which was cool. Yeah. I'll tell you what will happen next is you'll see a flyer for a dog CPR training class that costs exactly that amount. And then you'll know that it's time. <laughs> That's but, true. Uh, That's the manifestation. Yeah. That works, huh? Speaking of valuing yourself and a follow-up on a previous beat, I had that meeting where I was, uh, I think I alluded to this in the second episode of uh -huh. four of these. Uh, I had a meeting where I asked for a raise, which yes, I've never, how did it go? which I've only formally done once before. I worked at Cracks for 13 years and I asked for a raise once. And, uh, and I just asked for a raise at my new job and I did not get a raise, but I think it went really well. And I did really well. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. in other words, I couldn't have said anything better that would have gotten me the raise. I mm. was never going to get the raise, mm. but I'm glad I did it. And I think I did a good job. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That Congratulations. Cause that is true. Sometimes Thank like you. budgets and things have their own weird, like reasonings for timing, but it, we get in our head about like, oh, if I say this, what if they don't like me as much? But it's like, nobody's ever, I mean, first of all, it's, no, it's not actually, company money is never coming out of the pocket of the person having to talk with you. Plus, mm -hmm. um, they already like you because you're there. So it's nice to come out of that knowing like, I got to say it's what so I want. It's so true. Everyone, I, that, yeah, you said it great in a nutshell. I was always scared that I would seem like greedy or grasping or somehow that the person directly above me that I'm asking for the raise will be upset. But every time they're like, look, I think everyone should get more money because everyone wants to be a good guy. So mm. they're like, it's not me. It's the nebulous corporation above. And we're all <laughs> that's fine. We all agree to blame the corporation. I think that is kind of nice. It at least allows the humans to mm -hmm. be friends. You know, Did, were you able to at least work out like, a, OK, well, when's the next check in and we'll check back 
like a next how can we pursue this yeah but at the same time i don't have to be like oh i hate my boss i'm yeah, like yeah i hate uh giant evil faceless conglomerates i guess <laughs> but it doesn't <laughs> yeah but i'll just muddle along well, congrats. Um, yeah. That's actually really huge because those kinds of conversations are like the ones where you get to do everything you want and don't always get exactly what you wanted. But in the long mm-hmm. run, you do is like what movies are kind of all about, right? Like there's always this sort of in between. And then if you yeah. continue, you usually, based on the structure, you will get what you want. So those things actually outline life to be a little more. Um, like room for growth as opposed to like, Oh, avoid this. Cause I won't get what I want. Well, yeah. So based on that momentum, cause I was like, look, I'm having scary meetings. I feel confident. I may as well have another scary meeting. I have been mean. There's a series I really want to do there that I've been pitching or been scared to pitch for a long time. And I haven't had the meeting yet, but that meeting is this week. Ooh. So that could be a good final beat for our month of uh, hangouts here oh, yes. because I'm about to pitch Health Bar to all the people who greenlight stuff at IGN and hopefully get a series to work on. Because, you know, it's all well and good. Like, since I got there, pretty much within two months, we went into lockdown. (sighs) So all the videos I produce are webcam-based, which only goes so far before you're like, I want my sets and my makeup back and my lighting (laughs) and stuff, and I want to shoot something real like a show. Uh, so hopefully we'll get one of those off the yes. too. That'll be, that'll be a good, I'm, I'm such a storyteller. I really want to structure this month correctly. I'm like, it, it will that'll be a good final beat in my arc for it this is. show. I, I have a good feeling about it, TV. especially knowing all the work you've already done. And like, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, they just need a, they just need a reason to say yes, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it works great with the raise thing because we basically boiled down to is I'm like, I want more money because I'm going to do a bunch of ambitious stuff. Well, I want more money because I'm underpaid. And they're like, but <laughs> oh, we don't care about that. What's your argument for adding value that earns you more money? Because we're a company. And I, you know, so my response is, well, I'm, when we come out of lockdown, I'm going to do a bunch of big, amazing, cool stuff because I want to. That's like why I'm dying to. I'm just waiting for lockdown to lift. And they're like, okay, well, if you do that stuff, maybe you'll get a big race next year. <laughs> so they're intertwined and hopefully one will lead to the other. But I'll be honest, I care more about making the show than getting the race. I'm yeah. just glad I stood up for my value. But don't tell them that part, the last part, you know. Cause then yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, congratulations. I know you have to go, so we're not, we won't take audience today, but um, I can't wait to hear how it goes. And, and I hope everything goes well at the doctors too. Yeah, thank you. Let's for sure do audience for the last session. Yes. I don't think we've done audience yet. Okay. Hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. We'll chat with you next week. <laughs> okay. All right. See you next Bye. week. Thanks, Teresa. Congrats. Congrats. Bye. Thank you for listening to Congratulations, Congratulations was created and edited by Teresa Lee. Recorded on the Clubhouse app, produced by Huhaha. The Huhaha podcasting includes Ashley McAtee, Audrey Pavard, Maggie Lee, Oscar Son, and Ryan Middledorf. This theme song was written and performed by Helmos. And this outro song that you're hearing right now was also written and performed by Shipwreck Sailor. 